Humans, what is the good word? This is Fruity, is Alex. Uh, this is another episode of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. Uh, I'm at Fruity is Alex, and with me at this time is the EVP of the WWF, Chris Thunderhog. How you doing, man? Yeah, really good. I'm glad to be joining you right now, right here on Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. You really got your WWE-isms down-packed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of which, did you see Corbin watching the Super Bowl? Oh, no. What did he say? It's a photo of him looking at the TV, and it's like his partner must have taken it, but it's like how everyone in WWE watches (laughs) their TV. Uh, Corbin's actually a lot of fun on, like, social media and stuff. It's like when he was general manager and Vince said, I'm coming to WWE Raw next week. And he's like, I'm doing so good. I'm probably going to get a raise. (laughs) Uh, He he is good value. I'll give him that. But I suppose enough about current (laughs) Raw. We're here to talk about night number, geez, what is it? Night 13. Yeah, night 13. (laughs) Month 11. Um, yeah, this is our 11th pay-per-views we're about to get into. This is a huge night because we are on the road to Starcade for WCW. We are going to find out the winner of the number one contender tournament between Goldberg and Austin to determine who will fight in the main event of Starcade for the World Heavyweight Championship. Ooh. Uh Plenty of other stuff going on. How about yourself, mate? What have we got? We got Survivor Series, don't we? Yes, Survivor Series. There you are, Ryan. Enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Like, it seems like him and Warwick are like the uh, unofficial members at the moment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, they're right into this. Uh, um, do you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, what's the good news? Uh, the good news is I remember most of my pay-per-view because oh, my okay. computer's locked me out of my notes. Oh, dear. You want the bad news? What's the bad news? I'm going to have to take a penalty because I maybe have, like, two things that I could get for my TV. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to have an extra uh, negative uh, twist drawn against me as a penalty. All right. Uh, All right. That's fine. I'll I'll allow that. Yeah, we'll give you another random crappy twist. I'll keep pulling out twists, and if you get a good one, I'll throw it away. And if you get a bad one, you can have it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so who's going first, and who's going second here? So I proposed to you that we do a swap in position, so my Starcade can go last on that episode and your royal rumble can go last the following month which i assume it would be so that would mean that i would go first today you would go second ah yes sounds good to me kind sir um so if you want to run down your four weeks and then i'll just do like a brief wwe.com type thing for my tv <laughs> 
<laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm yeah. really spewing because I have a lot of notes. It's for whatever reason, Microsoft Word is just not letting me access it. It's keep going. You need to update Office, and I did yesterday when I finally got back online, and then it won't let me. That's so annoying when that happens. So. If I do get those notes recovered, I might touch on it uh, at the start of next month. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, take it away. Uh, four weeks of Nitro unopposed, it seems. Yes, it does. Uh, so I might as well just go straight into it. Um, week one, WCW Nitro towards the Clash of the Champions. This is some very in-depth stuff, too. We're firing on all cylinders straight out of the gate, as you recall. Tonight on Nitro, there will be two title matches. We kick things off. US title match, Edge versus Ric Flair, 25-minute match, very back and forth. Edge slingshots Flair into the ring post. Flair's bleeding heavily. Flair makes a comeback. He's about to lock on the figure four, but he passes out from the blood loss whilst he was in an offensive position. That's never been seen before. The referee calls for the bell and the match is a draw due to the incredible amount of blood loss. After the match, Main Jane comes out and says that he received word from the mysterious new WCW president that we will find out the identity of tonight, that at the Clash of the Champions, both Edge and Ric Flair will compete once again for the US title, but this time it will be our first blood match. Edge smirks and jumps back on top of Flair, repeatedly punches him in his bloody head wound. That sounds gross. Um, it's time for another episode of the Lug with the. Oh, it's time for another episode of the Love Shack with your two favorite fun-loving guys, the Rude Dudes, Rick Rude and Dude Love. Special guests this week are too thick. Both teams seem confident about winning their triple threat number one contender match at the pay-per-view. They get interrupted by Batista and Randy Savage of the Savage Animals representing the NWO. Uh, Savage says that these two teams are a joke. They shuck and jive for the applause of the fans. The Savage Animals are serious threats. At Starcade, the two biggest title matches on the card will be all NWO affairs because it's going to be Sean versus Goldberg and the Outsiders versus the Savage Animals. You don't believe us? Ask Jesse and Arnie. Where are they? Too Thick and the Rude Dudes go after the Savage Animals, but Savage and Batista escape. We then go on to Gal Kim versus Layla for 10 minutes. Michelle McCool tries to get involved, but Gal fights her off. Gal gets the win with eight defeat. After the match, Gal gets a mic and puts Layla in an arm bar and says to Michelle that she wants revenge for the injury Michelle gave her. So either you accept the match for the pay-per-view or I break your best friend's arm. Michelle accepts, but Gal breaks Layla's arm anyway. Crazy. DDP is backstage with Mean Gene. He says he heard word from the, the board that they were so impressed with his performance last night on pay-per-view that they feel like he was screwed. So to make it up to him, they named him the number one contender for the US title at Starcade. But I ain't going to accept it just like that. 
I want to defend my contendership. So anyone that wants the opportunity, step up and I'll face you at the Clash of the Champions. Because it isn't much of a clash without a people's champion, is it? Michael Hayes walks in and says he's been searching far and wide for his brother Terry Gordy, who seemed to magically disappear last night on pay-per-view. Can't find him anywhere. So I need to do him proud by stepping up to the plate and I accept your challenge for the pay-per-view. It's going to be Danny P versus Michael P.S. Hayes. Danny Guerrero, hardcore open challenge is back this week. It's accepted by Seeker, who finally gets his hardcore title shot before it was ruined by Mark Henry, who has run back to New York with his tail tucked between his legs. Eddie comes out of the gates hot and is using a lot of weapons. Eddie wins in five minutes. It's a total squash, bro. It appears that Mark Henry helped Eddie Guerrero find a whole different level of aggression to his game. Get a hype video for Trish versus Victoria at the pay-per-view. The Dudley boys arrive in the arena, but they get jumped by the outsiders in Goldberg. Out of nowhere, a big black pickup truck pulls up. It's Austin. The Dudleys and Austin fend off the three NWO members, and it's announced next week it will be the outsiders in Goldberg versus Austin and the Dudleys. Kurt Hennig has a match against Uffer of the Wild Samoans. Hennig gets a quick win, but after the match is blindsided by his opponent for the Clash of the Champions, the World Heavyweight Champion, Shawn Michaels. Um, the Ultimate Warrior and Mr. Fuji come out and announce that on pay-per-view, Warrior and Sting will finally come face-to-face for a contract signing for their match at Starcade. But the darkness has continued to grow and a new reign of darkness will rule the WCW. But for that to happen, I must make the ultimate sacrifice of Sting. You see, Fuji and I are merely soldiers in the fight for darkness. There are men, there are many men above us. There are lords, demons, and of course, the dark messenger who will make his presence felt next week. The lights go out and a spotlight shows a figure in the rafters. It's Sting! Who is silently watching. Warrior and Fuji can't take their eyes off Sting as they leave. Women's Championship, Beth Phoenix versus Lita. This is a 10-minute match. This was announced a couple of weeks ago on Nitro. Beth has been dominant this whole match defending her championship, but out of nowhere, Lita reverses the glam slam into her victory roll for the surprise three count, and Lita is once again your new women's champion in WCW. So title change on Nitro, that doesn't happen often. And now it is the big main event segment. This is taking so long, I'm really sorry. Um, main Gene is good, in... Man. Take your time. Yeah, not a problem, dude. I'm trying to speed it up a little. Uh, Mean Gene is in the ring and says it's time to introduce the new president of WCW. No. It can't be. What's he doing? No. It's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Hell has frozen over. Vinnie Mac is on on Nitro. Vince grabs the mic and says, well, this must be a shock to a lot of people. 
the chairman of the WWF is now the president of WCW. Well, quite frankly, pal, I saw the writing on the wall. I jumped off the sinking ship and came to a real sports entertainment conglomerate. A real star-making factory. As far as I'm concerned, I couldn't sit back and watch my sports entertainment machine turn into a wrestling company. So I made a call to billionaire Ted. I sold my stock in the World Wrestling Federation and I bought my competition. I now own World Championship Wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Now to the business at hand. After what we just saw in the women's title match, I think it's in the interest of fairness that at the Clash of the Champions we see a rematch with the new champion later defending her title against Beth Phoenix. But let's raise the stakes and things of that nature. This time it will be hell in a cell! (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I love doing that voice. But glass shatters. It's stone cold. He comes into the ring. Austin says, Look at you. Coming out here with your little walk. What? Your little smile. What? Your little beady eyes. What? Pander into the crowd. What? You can say what you want, but DTA, Vince, don't trust nobody. As far as I feel, if it walks like an asshole, smells like... Oh, sorry. As far as I feel, if it walks like an asshole, smiles like an asshole, talks like an asshole, and looks like an asshole, that makes you an asshole, Vince. Vince replies, well, Mr. Austin... I understand that in a previous timeline, you and I may have had a disagreement or two, but I want to make it clear that I hold no ill will towards you. And quite frankly, I just want to leave the past in the past and have a and have a fresh start in this new organization. Austin says, well, if that's what you want, then that's what I want. So how about we have a little toast? Beers get thrown to Austin. Vince and Austin cheers, but Austin hits a huge stunner on Vince, who sells it like crap. Austin has a little beer bash to end a huge monster episode of Nitro. And we'll go to week two. <laughs> so, yes. No, that was a really good week. Action packed. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had to. We're. We're almost at the end of the year, so I've got to get everything moving at full speed. Um, yeah, so that's one of my R-Block picks. Vincent Kennedy McMahon from the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. You see, the contract does read McMahon. Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would have put that little t- tidbit in there. I should have actually. Uh, I should, uh, oh yeah, missed opportunity. Very well, good, I'll Ash. kick off week two. Nitro kicks off with the Ultimate Warrior and Mister Fuji in the ring. It's time for the reveal of the Dark Messenger. The Ultimate Warrior introduces 
who he refers to as the voice of darkness. But he gets interrupted by Michael P.S. Hayes, who asks, Warrior, where's Terry? What did you do with him? The lights flicker, and all of a sudden in the ring is the big boss man and Ron Simmons. They're both dressed all in black and look like they haven't slept in a long time. Boss man and Simmons beat down Hayes, but DDP comes in and makes a save for the hat. For Michael P.S. Hayes, Warrior joins in, gets the numbers advantage. Warrior then introduces the voice of darkness. You guessed it, folks. It's Paul Bearer, who says to Hayes, the Terry Gordy you know. Oh, sorry. I should probably do a bit of a voice. The Terry Gordy you know no longer exists. <laughs> Much like my Century of Darkness, Boss Man, and my Sentinel of Darkness, Farouk, Brother Gordy is being reincarnated in the image of darkness as the Lord and the demon above us have requested. But rest assured, Mr. Hayes, when Brother Gordy has been reborn, you'll be the first to know. Ooh, yes! My guardians of darkness need a test of the new dark ways. So next week on Nitro, Hayes and DDP versus Bossman and Farouk. Victoria and Trish backstage have a friendly conversation about their upcoming match at Clash of the Champions and simply both say, let the best woman win. Sean Michaels comes out, says that he is disgusted that the board of directors... Last match they made was him against Kurt Henning. He feels that Kurt Henning has spent all year showing signs of greatness, but almost always ends up failing. He even hangs out with a bunch of losers, one of which we haven't even seen around here in a couple of months. So how about, as the new boss says, in the interest of fairness... I give one of your loser friends the opportunity of a lifetime and I defend my world title right here, right now. And out comes the Honky Tonk Man. World title match, Honky Tonk Man versus Shawn Michaels. This is a quick match, five minutes. Finish comes when Honky surprisingly has Shawn set up with the shake, rattle and roll neck breaker. Shawn reverses and kicks Honky in the balls and Shawn's disqualified. Sean then runs outside, grabs a sledgehammer, and hits Honky Tonk Man in the throat. It goes to continue, but Hennig makes a save. Sean grabs the mic and says, just so we're clear, the one-and-done rule, when done correctly, means if you don't win the title, you don't get a shot for 12 months. So, Honky, you're at the back of the line now for 12 months. I just thought you might need a reminder of that, Kurt. You can beat me by countout or like your buddy by disqualification, but still move to the back of the line for a whole year. Oh, and Honky, have fun trying to sing now. We get a hype video for the triple threat tag team number one contender match at the Clash of the Champions. And then we get another hardcore title open challenge this week accepted by Robert Gibson Another quick title defense by Eddie, who wins in three minutes after a lot of weapons and a frog, frog splash through the table. 
Eddie Guerrero is firing on all cylinders at the moment. Michelle McCool beats Molly Holly in a back-and-forth 10-minute match. After the match, she gets blindsided by Gail Kim, who was absolutely obsessed with revenge on Michelle McCool. Ric Flair cuts a passionate promo about Edge and how this feud needs to end. At the Clash of the Champions, this feud ends with Edge bleeding all over the ring. Edge interrupts with Beth by his side. Beth has an unconscious Lita draped over her shoulder. Edge says that if Flair doesn't want Lita to get thrown off of this stage, Flair must accept a few conditions for their match. If Edge wins, Flair can never be within 100 feet of Edge, Beth, or even Lita ever again. But to make it fair, if you win Flair... I will break this stipulation and you can reform the horseman again. Flair accepts. Beth puts Lita down and Flair runs up the ramp to get Lita, but gets met halfway by a huge blow to the head by Edge with his US title. Once again, busting Flair wide open, Edge clearly isn't letting Flair's cuts heal in time for the first blood match at the pay-per-view. And it's main event time. The Outsiders and Goldberg are in the ring. The Dudleys come out. They are waiting for Austin. But Vince McMahon comes out instead. He says that in the interest of fairness, he had to make an example of Austin for what he did last week. So unfortunately, Mr. Austin has been banned from the arena. And this will now be a three-on-two handicap match. Ten minutes of the Outsiders and Goldberg dominating the Dudley boys. Referee takes a bump. All of a sudden, a police car drives into the arena. By God, it's Austin! It's Stone Cold. He drives it right to the ring. He runs up the hood, jumps into the ring, hits a stunner on Hall, stunner on Nash, and finally a huge stunner on Goldberg. The Dudleys hit a 3D on Nash and get the win. Vince sends security down to the ring to get Austin. They handcuff Austin, but Goldberg lays out all the security guards and beats down a handcuffed Austin with his, with his own bare hands. Goldberg breaks the handcuff chains and hits a huge jackhammer on the windscreen of the police car to an already unconscious Austin to end Nitro. Um, yeah, that's... A good Nitro. Yeah, it's getting intense, man. Like, these next two episodes of Brutus Oldman Game Show are going to be some of my most in-depth stuff. I'll, I'll try my best to cut down stuff for next episode, but yeah... No, it's Starcade next week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, theoretically, what I should have done for Nitro for Starcade is what you did for your WrestleMania and spread it out over six weeks, but I crammed it all into four. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I might get a twist and I have to rewrite everything. <laughs> no TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that would screw me so hard. Actually. Be- yeah. WCW.com exclusive. <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes. Go. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the WCW radio show. 
All right. Uh, week three, what do you have? Yes, week three, Nitro kicks off with Vince McMahon, who announces that he has fined both Austin and Goldberg $25,000 each for their actions last week. Austin interrupts McMahon and says, you want to leave the past in the past? What? You then ban me from the arena? What? You get me handcuffed? What? Oh, God, that's killing my throat. You let me get thrown through a windscreen by Goldberg? What? You find me $25,000? What? I ain't buying your nice guy act. It stinks. It stinks like a load of BS. I think you're full of crap and as much of an asshole as you have ever been. Vince is looking angry but takes a deep breath and says, Mr. Austin, I understand your concerns. But I promise you my decisions as of late have been all in the interest of fairness. And quite frankly, there are bigger things at hand than a petty old grudge between you and I. To make it up to you, I'll prove my unbiased ways. Tonight, I have a scheduled main event. It'll be a special main event. It will be Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Scott Hall. And in the interest of fairness... I will be the special guest referee. Austin shakes his head in disgust and goes to leave, but flips Vince off and then leaves. Goldberg jumps Austin from behind, but the Dudleys make the save. The outsiders come out, brawl with the Dudleys up the ramp. Nash hits a jackknife on Bubba. Off the stage, through a table. Hall hits an outsider's edge. Off the stage, through a table to Devon. The three men end up beating down Austin. It's Austin versus Hall in the main event tonight with special guest referee, President McMahon. Beth Phoenix and Michelle McCool are teaming up for one night only against Lita and Gail Kim. All four women don't like each other. The match ends in a DQ after 10 minutes when Gail finally gets her hands on Michelle and puts her in an armbar but refuses to let go for a rope break. After the match, Lita tries to pull Gail off of Michelle, but Beth blindsides, blinds, oh, easy for me to say, blindsides Lita and takes her to the apron, hits a glam slam from the apron onto the floor. Ric Flair comes out to try and stop Beth, but gets intercepted once again by a blow to the head from Edge and his championship, and Flair is once again a bloody mess. It's another episode of The Love Shack. This time, as the rude dudes go to introduce the episode, they get sneak attacked by Batista and Randy Savage, but Too Thick make the save and run off the savage animals. Hardcore title, open challenge, is accepted by Kerry Von Erich. Eight-minute match, but ultimately, Eddie Guerrero's aggression is too much for the Texas Tornado. Eddie wins with a frog splash through a table yet again. We get a pre-recorded sit-down interview with Victoria and Trish Stratus talking about how important it is for both women to get the chance to be number one contender for the biggest pay-per-view in wrestling history at Starcade. Kurt Hennig comes out, cuts a promo on Sean for injuring the honky-tonk man. Kurt calls Sean a coward. 
Sean comes out and says that the Honky Tonk Man is a crappy gimmick from a hokey era who is irrelevant in Shawn Michaels' world. Just like you, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Redneck. You're a waste of my time. Sean goes to leave, but Hennig chases Sean and catches him. He throws Sean in the ring, hits a Hennig plex, and counts his own one, two, three for a visual. DDP and Michael Hayes versus the Guardians of of Gu- uh, the Guardians of Darkness, the God, if you will, the Big Boss Man and Farouk, accompanied by Paul Bearer and Mister Fuji. 15-minute match. Finish comes when Fuji has the referee distracted and Paul Bearer hits Hayes in the back of the head with his signature urn. Bossman and Farouk hit a huge double spinebuster-type move on Hayes for the win. The Ultimate Warrior then comes out and helps with a five-on-two beatdown, but it's Sting! Sting comes down from the rafters, chases off all the heels with his baseball bat. DDP and Hayes extend their hands for a handshake, but Sting ignores both men and ascends back into the rafters. Main event time, Austin versus Hall with Mr. McMahon, special guest referee, 15-minute match. McMahon's been very unbiased as a ref for this entire match. Austin hits a huge stunner on Hall. Hall does that huge over-the-top sell he did at WrestleMania 18. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Uh, McMahon counts one, two. He then flips off Austin. Austin gets up, grabs Vince. He has Vince in the corner. He rips off the referee shirt off of Vince, and underneath is an NWO shirt. You gotta be joking. Vince McMahon is in the New World Order. Austin's about to hit McMahon, but out of nowhere, Goldberg smashes a steel chair over Austin's back. He then spears Austin, jackhammer to Austin, hauls finally up and hits an outsider's edge on Austin, and McMahon quick counts Austin and Hall wins. Shawn Michaels comes down with Nash, Edge, Savage, Batista, Sherry, and Beth. This group is growing. Michaels hands Vince a can of spray paint, and Vince spray paints NWO on Steve Austin's back to end Nitro. That's week three. But whose side is he on? I'm going to inject it with a lethal dose of poison. This is my creation, and I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna puke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Vinceisms. I lo- I love it. It's pretty much the main reason I chose Vince is to just say Vince things. So say a couple of, uh, of uh, couple of, of things of that nature, quite frankly, and then a few. <laughs> so how many of the uh the yard block picks do you have after three weeks announced so we've only got the one announced so far Ooh. so if I, you only know one of them i'll give the listeners a little idea of what to expect there's four to come Ooh. very good uh speaking of four 
What about week four? <laughs> week four, Nitro opens up with all of the NWO coming to the ring with their newest member, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <coughs> Sorry. He explains that he saw the writing on the wall in his former company months ago. That's why I made a call to Mr. Hall and Mr. Nash. I informed them that Mr. Michael's contract was about to expire. The four of us came up with the plan to stick it to WCW and tear it apart from the inside out. I informed them to recruit some of the most dangerous and ruthless men in the company. And I would play nice and convince the board to surrender all power to me. And eventually I would buy the company from Ted Turner himself. Once everything is set in stone, I would reveal myself and the plan to the world. Admittedly, we had to reveal everything earlier than first expected because that filthy rattlesnake, he might be smarter than he looks. He figured it out instantly. This Sunday, Sean will make quick work of Kurt Hennig. The Savage Animals become number one contenders for the tag titles. Edge will make Flair bleed. Beth will get her title back. The Outsiders will destroy those disgusting inbred Dudley boys. And in the biggest match in wrestling history, the most dangerous man in all of wrestling, Bill Goldberg, will cut the head off of the rattlesnake. Starcade will be an all-NWO affair in the two biggest title matches, and our, monopo- our Monopoly stranglehold on the WCW will continue. Glass shatters, out comes Austin, tries to fight the entire NWO, but the numbers are too strong. Kurt Hennig comes out, the numbers get the best of him. Flair and Lita come out, the numbers are still too strong. Out come the Dudleys, too thick, the rude dudes. They all chase off the NWO. Vince McMahon's left alone in the ring with the baby faces. Blair throws Vince to Austin, who hits a stun at Vince and throws him out of the ring. Sunday's going to be chaotic. Hardcore title, open challenge, Eddie Guerrero versus uh, uh, Ricky Morton this time, let's just say. (laughs) I think I've ridden Robert Gibson twice here, so we'll make it Ricky Morton this time. Fast-paced back-and-forth match with minimal weapons just to focus on the technical skills of Guerrero and Morton. Guerrero gets dominant, and he hits a frog splash. Um, Guerrero gets a bit aggressive, brings in a couple of weapons. He hits a frog splash through a table for the win. After the match, Guerrero announces that he will once again hold his open challenge for the title on Sunday at the Clash of the Champions. Gail Kim cuts a promo backstage about how badly she needs revenge on Michelle. Michelle sneak attacks Gail Kim and repeatedly hits Gail in the arm with a steel pipe. We get a DDP and Michael Hayes heart video focusing on their US title number one contender match also focusing on Michael Hayes' quest to find Terry Gordy. Trish Stratus versus a local talent quickly ends with the Stratus faction. Immediately afterwards, Victoria comes out and has a match against another local talent and beats her even quicker. 
After the match, Trish and Victoria have a simple stare down. The ultimate warrior, Mr. Fuji, Paul Bearer, Farouk, and the boss man come out for the main event segment here. They talk about how Sting is a coward that hides in the rafters. The lights flicker. They flicker on and off, and down from the rafters comes Sting! He lays out... Sting! Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He lays out Bossman and Farouk with the baseball bat. Bearer grabs Warrior... And they retreat. Mr. Fuji is left alone in the ring with Sting. Warrior goes to help him, but Bearer holds him back and says, Leave him. He's dead weight. Sacrifice him. Sacrifice everyone you love. We don't need him. Sting then proceeds to repeatedly beat down Fuji with the baseball bat, never taking his eyes off of Warrior. He hits multiple scorpion death drops on Fuji. Fuji's bleeding out of his mouth. Sting looks, hooks himself up and goes back into the rafters. Bearer gets in the ring and stands above the beaten down Fuji. Bearer lifts his urn up in the air and takes the lid off the urn. <laughs> the lights go out. Fire explodes out of the ring post and lightning strikes and hits the middle of the ring. The light comes back on and we see red and purple smoke going into the urn. Bearer puts the lid on the urn and Mr. Fuji's just vanished. Warrior is next to Bearer and has an almost convulsion, but finally settles and stares at his arms and says, I'm more powerful than ever. That sacrifice has fueled me. <laughs> Commentators have no idea what just happened. Heenan speculated that Bearer sacrificed Fuji to make the warrior stronger than ever. Heenan also speculates that he might be having a weird fever dream. We fade to black to end Nitro. Some spookiness going on with Warrior and Sting. And that's week four done. Oh wow! Wow, <laughs> that's a that's a lot to take in. So seemingly, uh, Mister Fuji's soul turned into red and purple smoke and went into the urn of Paul Bearer, which fueled the strength of the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> oh man, I suppose you could say. Spiritual advisor, give me strength. Exactly. Exactly. It's all full circle, man. It's all full <laughs> squirkle. Exactly. Very squirkle. Oh, man. Um, yeah, this is going to suck. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> uh, um, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um yeah, so things to look forward to to SummerSlam is the Champions versus DX match. So that's Hunter, X Park, China, Tyson, and the Outlaws against Brett, Briscoe, Andre, Steamboat, and the Road Warriors in a traditional Survivor Series match. 
Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Oh my god, I'm going to need another penalty. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> oh, this is really bad. <laughs> um, I can't think of it. Oh, oh, and we had the Anoki, Anoki rematch against um Terry Funk. Yes, those are the yes, two I Anoki remember. I announced. Here. Or at least I discuss with you off air. Oh. Okay, I've got I've got four. Um, I'll see how I go. The deer have your pay per view. I've got most of it. All right, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> you go, my friend. All right. Um, you want me to get into it? Yeah, you're going to have to. I think this is a, a clear week of uh, WCW trancing the old WWF in the ratings. Yep. Um, you're just going to have to give me a quick second. I just need to queue up a couple of things, as I always tend to do. Yes, as uh, Alex just takes a brief moment to bring that up, we'll just remind you that uh, the WWF is completely screwed as they've left all their booking decisions electronically and uh, have no memory. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well, it happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, To be fair, if the same thing happened to me, I'd be, like, even more screwed than you. So... Thank goodness it didn't happen to me. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess. Um, all right. It is time for WCW Clash of the Champions tagline. What's next? Obviously, you're next. What? Um, live from the Harvard Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Seems like Mr. McMahon's taken over this company and already taken them into his old backyard. We would like to thank Grinspoon for the use of their song Champion, which is the theme song for tonight's show. Your commentators for this evening are good old JR, Jim Ross, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And we are kicking off Clash of the Champions in the most epic of fashions. That's right. The opening contest is a hell in a cell match for the women's championship. Lita defending her title against the NWO's Beth Phoenix. This is a 35-minute bloodbath. At about the 15-minute mark, Beth has been dominant and grates Lita's face against a cell wall, which results in a huge blade job from Lita. 20 minutes in, and Beth has brought a table into the ring from underneath it. She goes to put Lita through the table, but Lita reverses out. Beth goes flying into a previously exposed turnbuckle. Beth is now also a bloody mess. Finish comes when Lita brings a ladder into the ring and has Beth set up on the table. She looks like she's going to go for a moonsault, but Beth quickly gets up, climbs the ladder, 
She motions for the glam slam off the ladder, but later reverses it, hits a huge twist of fate off the ladder through the table for the win in a classic bloodbath inside Hell in a Cell to kick off the pay-per-view, later still your women's champion and going to Starcade. Mean Gene backstage. He announced, this is some huge news, that he has heard word of a new tournament starting tomorrow night. It will feature eight of the best technical wrestlers in WCW. The quarterfinals will take place over the next two weeks, followed by two semifinal matches on the following week's Nitro, and then a... Final, then the finals will face off in a contract signing on the last week of Nitro before Starcade, where at Starcade we will crown the first WCW World Television Champion. Each match will have strict 15-minute time limits on television and 30 minutes for pay-per-view. So there we go. New title coming into the fold at Starcade. How many is that for you now? That will make uh, World US Hardcore TV Tag and Women. So that's six. World US Hardcore oh, TV. Oh, I, I counted wrong, didn't I? World Women's US tag. Hardcore Tag TV Women. Yeah, six. Wow. You're only one behind me now. Do you want to know what that elusive belt is? Yeah, the light heavyweight. Yeah, WCW Cruiserweight. Yeah. I, I can't even fantasy book most of my guys fighting over that title. i got a lot of big boys. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I've, I've got an idea, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, continue on, kind sir. Yes, um, we move on to a number one contender match for the US title at Starcade. Uh, coming out first is the Freebird, Michael Purely Sexy, P.S. Hayes. And just give me one second. CDP comes out with a new version of his theme song. Fight for it. That's right. We would like to thank Nirvana for coming in and recording lyrics to DDP's theme song. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. It's so, so strange. I searched up... Um, so, like, there is a minor difference in the chord structure in both DDP and Nirvana's versions of the song. So, I searched up on YouTube someone putting Nirvana's lyrics over the DDP version of the song, and there you go. <laughs> Whilst you're talking about music, Grinspoon, great choice. Also, Yeah, I, I, I've been overdue to throw in an Aussie act. 
also seen them live three times. Yeah, I was, I've seen them a few times myself. They used to play at all the Fraser events when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Well, not including that, probably an extra one or two. Yeah. Fraser, not to be confused with King Cold and Uncle Cooler and Brother Rasky. I was going to say, Fraser, isn't that some dude from Dragon Ball Z that I know nothing about? Terrible. <laughs> Anyhow, go on. All right. Um, yeah, so it's DDP versus Michael P.S. Hayes. New theme song from Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, Ten-minute match, very back and forth. Hayes is really in this one. Hayes goes for his signature DDT on DDP. That is very confusing. <laughs> DDP reverses out, hits a diamond cutter, gets the win. At Starcade, it will be the US champion versus the people's champion. After the match, DDP is left through the crowd and a dejected Michael Hayes is left alone in the ring. When all of a sudden, oh, yes, it's Paul Bearer. He comes down the ring. He has a microphone and introduces Michael Hayes to his executioner of darkness. The executioner, Terry Gordy. Out comes Terry Gordy in an executioner's mask. It's a legit gimmick he had in the WWF in 1996 for a couple of months. And yes, he was legitimately managed by Paul Bearer. This wow. is a legitimate thing that happened. <laughs> um, this happened. <laughs> this actually happened. This isn't me being creative that much. Um, the executioner gets in the ring, stares down with Hayes, who looks confused, almost sad. Bearer says to Hayes, if you want to free your friend, I will let you have the chance. How about you get two friends and meet my three disciples of darkness in a six-man tag match at Starcade. If you win, Terry Gordy's soul will be freed. Terry accepts and the executioner blindsides Hayes with a huge lariat. It's official. At Starcade, there will be a six-man tag match for the soul of Terry Gordy. <laughs> wow. We're getting weird. <laughs> yes, as Owen Wilson would say, Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, WCW women's number one contender match for Starcade, Trish Stratus versus Victoria. This is a technical classic, very back and forth, 15-minute match. Victoria using her power, Trish using her quickness. Eventually, Trish gets the win with the Stratus faction, and it's official. Finally. It's going to happen. Finally. Trish Stratus versus Lita for the women's title at Starcade. So there's that. <laughs> um, world Tag Team title, number one contender, triple threat match to determine the contenders for Starcade. The Rude Dudes. Versus Too Thick versus the Savage Animals. 18-minute cluster F. Lots of chaos, lots of plunder in this no-DQ triple threat match. Savage Animals have complete control, but out of the crowd comes 
Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger, they're back. They beat down the savage animals and brawl up the rampway. Jesse throws Batista off the stage. Arnie throws Savage off the other side of the stage. Too thick and the rude dudes recover. They are going at it hard. Finish comes when Yoko goes for a huge crescent kick on Rick Rude, but Rude dodges. Yoko accidentally nails Rikishi, who had dude love set up for a Rikishi driver, thus accidentally helping dude escape. Rikishi goes flying through the ropes. Dude love Rick Rude hit the dude awakening on Yoko for the win, and they will be facing the tag champs at Starcade. The rude dudes having a shot at the titles at Starcade. After the match, Rikishi is upset. Uh, he's yelling at Yoko. He he's yelling at Yoko. Eventually, he lets cooler heads prevail. Um, hang on a sec. Sorry. I lost my spot. Um, eventually lets cooler heads prevail and helps Yoko up. But it's a swerve, bro. He kicks Yoko in the balls. He runs outside, grabs the chair, repeatedly hits Yokozuna in the ribs. He drags Yoko into the corner. He hits one, no two. He hits no three. No, he hits seven bonsai drops onto Yoko Zuna. Yoko is internally bleeding. It appears that Rikishi is a bad man. I'm a bad man. Bad man. Rikishi has turned heel on Yoko Zuna. That too thick is no more. Yoko stretched out. What is happening? Mean Gene announces he received word. Vince McMahon's liked a few things he's seen tonight, so he's signed a few more matches for Starcade. It will be a battle of the big men. That's right. It's going to be the thick collision at Starcade. Yokozuna versus Rikishi, if Yokozuna can recover in time. Also, we will have a match fitting of our location at the Los Angeles LA Memorial Coliseum at Starcade. It will be a huge Hollywood A-list grudge match. That's right. The Savage Animals versus Jesse the Body Ventura and the Terminator himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. A lot happened in that last segment. <laughs> no, that's all good. Yeah. Rikishi. Bad man. <laughs> he did it. For he fame. Did. Yeah. Um. All right, Gail Kim. Oh, jeez. I've gotten wait. I'm getting really weird. I'm going to need an intervention with some of the weird stuff. All right. Oh, Gail gosh. Kim versus Michelle McCool in a special grudge match. Fifteen-minute dominant performance by Gail Kim. She is fired up. This all started because she got put on the injured list after a tag match with Laycall. The finish comes when a returning Layla shows up with a cast on her arm, but she accidentally hits Michelle instead. Gail lays out Layla. 
hits eight to fade on Michelle for the win. Gail leaves. Michelle is in the ring. Gail Kim won the match. She's in the ring with Layla, and Layla is apologizing to Michelle. Michelle's visibly upset. She's about to forgive Layla, but she puts her hand around the throat of Layla. <laughs> she pushes Layla into the corner of the ring. She's choking the life out of Layla. The camera zooms in on Michelle McCool's face. Michelle's eyes roll into the back of her head as the lights start to flicker on and off. The lights then go out. After a minute, they come back on. Layla is unconscious in the corner. Michelle is still choking Layla, but Michelle looks different. That cross that she has in the middle of her attire that she wears, it's an upside-down cross now. And Michelle now all of a sudden has black hair and dark lipstick and heavy dark eyeliner around her eyes. Michelle then grabs Layla, hits the faith breaker on Layla, except Layla forgot that you're not meant to tuck your chin. Layla tucked her chin. That faith breaker must have snapped her neck. Michelle gets down on one knee. She raises her hand into the sky. The lights go out and come back on, and Michelle is nowhere to be seen. Paramedics come out and put a neck brace on Layla, and she gets stretched out. Could you Some say more... that Michelle yeah. had her faith broken? <laughs> you could say that. Okay, I'll show myself out. <laughs> Um, it is time for another hardcore title open challenge. Eddie Guerrero is in the ring. He's waiting on his opponent. Hang on, I know that music. Oh my god! It's the world's most dangerous man. It's Ken Shamrock. The world's most dangerous man is here. This is a 10-minute back-and-forth match with a lot of weapons. Eddie has Shamrock set up on the table for his now signature frog splash through the table. Shamrock rolls out of the way. Eddie goes through the table. Shamrock locks on the ankle lock. Eddie refuses to tap out, and he passes out. The referee calls for the bell. Your new hardcore champion... The world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Good, you're using him right. <laughs> man, I, I was very keen to give this guy a shove, and I'm going to quickly say, just because he might take a couple of L's doesn't mean he's not getting the shove. <laughs> oh, you might as well uh, say where he uh, was drafted from. Yes, uh, Ken Shamrock is my second of five R-Block choices. Very good, sir. Uh, continue on. Yes, uh, he's from the Impact Hall of Fame, if anyone's wondering. Um, uh, right. It is 
the contract signing between the Ultimate Warrior and Sting. We love uh, we love very stereotypical contract signings. This is the Ultimate Warrior and Paul Bearer coming out to the ring. Sting arrives from the rafters. Warrior says that he needs to end Sting once and for all at Starcade. So a normal match won't be enough. So how about this? Boss man, Farouk, executioner, we'll ban them from ringside because I need to prove to the Lord and the demon that I'm more powerful than ever. And how about this? We make this a casket match. Sting nods and signs the contract. The lights flicker and the contract table has disappeared. All of a sudden, Sting is surrounded by the executioner, Farouk, boss man, ultimate warrior. Paul Bearer has the microphone and says, They will be banned at Starcade, but not now. Oh, yes. Sting tries to fight off all four men with a baseball bat. Boss man's down. Farouk's down. Takes a few shots, but finally the executioner goes down. Finally, Sting hits Warrior over the face with the baseball bat. The bat snaps in half, but Warrior no-sells a baseball bat being smashed over his face. (laughs) Sometimes the thing I... Things are right surprises me sometimes going back to read them. Um, Warrior throws a fireball in the face of Sting. The other disciples all lay into Sting. Huge dominator for Farouk. Bossman slam. Lariat from the Executioner. Finally, a huge tombstone from the Ultimate Warrior. They hook Sting up to his harness and an unconscious Sting gets raised back into the into the rafters as the lights go off and the ultimate warrior and his uh, disciples of darkness have vanished. Backstage, we see... This is where I worry that you're going to hate. Backstage, we see Mean Gene with the new hardcore champion, Ken Shamrock. Shamrock says he fully respects Eddie Guerrero But Shamrock gets interrupted by Goldberg, who walks through the interview and the camera shot so he can try to get to the NWO locker room. Shamrock says, what the hell are you doing? Goldberg says, Shamrock, you're nothing but a fake fighter. I'm a real fighter. Shamrock says that he heard what Vince said about Goldberg. Goldberg isn't the world's most dangerous man. I am. You're a fraud. Goldberg smirks and walks off. Shamrock goes back to his interview, but Goldberg runs back towards Shamrock and spears him. He throws Shamrock all over the backstage area, knocking over various poles and stuff. Goldberg then throws Shamrock into the trainer's room where we see Eddie Guerrero getting checked on by various doctors and referees. Goldberg jackhammers Shamrock onto a medical table and leaves. Guerrero crawls over, pins Shamrock, and is once again your hardcore champion. And Shamrock is beaten down and looks like he's about to snap. There's that look in Shamrock's eyes, and just like that, Shamrock has somehow managed to find his way into the thicker things in the WCW. 
Very interesting. Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, that title reign. Oh, I, was, I don't know how I felt about doing that. I, I don't know. Probably after reading it out loud, probably could have done without it. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, well. Um, how many more matches do you have? Yeah. Uh, sorry, dude. I've got. One, two, three, four. Oh, shit. Four. Okay. Continue on, concert. All right. I'm to... very, very excited for a certain twist to appear. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're almost there. Um, oh, lost my spot. There we go. World Tag Team Championship Street Fight. The Dudley Boys versus the Outsiders. Both teams come out in their... Street clothes, jeans, T-shirts, all that sort of stuff. Taped fists and everything. Old school street fight attire. 20-minute cluster of a match. Finish comes when the Dudleys have Hall set up for a 3D through a table. But Nash pushes Hall out of the way. Pushes him out of the 3D. He then hits a jackknife through the table to Bubba Ray Dudley. Scott Hall then hits an outsider's edge to Devon on the floor, outside through another table. Nash pins Bubba for the win. The outsiders are still your tag champs, and they will defend their titles against the rude dudes at Starcade. It is now time for the World Heavyweight Championship match, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Hennig. This is a technical classic, as you could imagine, between these two men. 25 minutes back and forth, counter after counter. Finish comes when Shawn Michaels gets upset for what he calls a slow count, and he super kicks the referee. Shawn Michaels then gets laid out by Hennig. Out of nowhere, the honky-tonk man runs down, he looks like he's about to hit Sean, but he turns his hips and he hits Kurt Hennig over the head with the guitar. What the hell? Honky leaves. Michaels clearly has no idea what just happened. Michaels just rolls on to Hennig. The ref wakes up. Sean Michaels is still your world champion and will face the winner of tonight's main event at Starcade. Backstage, Vince McMahon is seen firing up Edge and Goldberg for their matches. He gets interrupted by Honky Tonk Man, who says, You see that, Vince? I'm not asking to join the NWO. All I want is headache one-on-one at Starcade. Vince laughs and says, You got it. So, Honky Tonk Man versus Kurt Hennig at Starcade. WCW US title, first blood match, Edge versus Ric Flair, 20-minute violent match. Both men tried unsuccessfully to bust open the other man. Finish finally comes when Flair has Edge set up for a concerto, but Edge moves and low blows Flair. Um, Low blows Flair, huge spear. Edge finally hits the one-man concerto on Flair and his previously injured head wounds. Flair's a bloody mess, and he is still your United States champion. 
The rated star, oh, the rated star, the rated R superstar Edge is officially your US champion heading into the United States champion versus the people's champion match at Starcade against DDP Diamond Dallas Page. And now it is time for something magical. You know what time it is, Chris. What time is it? It's Russo time, bro. It's Russo clock, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Gold, uh, Stone Cold versus Goldberg. The main event is Russo time. <laughs> oh, boy. This will be fun. Uh, begin your Russo time. Uh, Goldberg, uh, Stone Cold comes out first. Goldberg comes out second, followed by the entire NWO. He has new music. It is his theme from 1999 WCW. It is Crush Him by Megadeth. Lots of music on this one. I'll just Google it. It's a good song. Um, is it like German club music or something? Oh, there we go. It is kind of a weird fit for Goldberg, but <laughs> I just... Yeah. This the song itself doesn't necessarily fit his entrance, but I just love the song itself. Um, sorry, continue. No, that's fine. The bell rings. This match is on. This is epic. This is Goldberg versus Austin. Never thought we would see this. And after two minutes, Shawn Michaels runs down, super kicks Austin, and Austin wins by DQ. What? What just happened? All this build-up, and the match ends in two minutes by DQ. Vince McMahon comes running down. He's upset. This match must be restarted under no DQ rules. Michaels goes to commentary and is on commentary for the rest of this match. McMahon watches from ringside. Austin finally gets the upper hand, and him and Goldberg are brawling outside of the ring. This is a no DQ match. But he didn't say no count outs because the ref counts nine, ten, and you're winner by count out, and he just made it in in time. Stone Cold Steve Austin, what is going on? First the DQ, now he wins by by count out. This is just, this isn't a main event. What is happening? The ref's about to call for the timekeeper to ring the bell, but Mr. McMahon grabs the mic and says, this referee is the shit. You're fired. McMahon says this is now a no DQ, no count out special guest referee match. Um, God, this is ridiculous. Um, the guest referee will be. McMahon, who unbuttons his dress shirt and reveals a referee shirt. Vince McMahon's the referee. 
The match goes for five more minutes. Austin has the upper hand, but out come the outsiders and Edge. And even Michaels is back in the ring. All the NWO laying the boots to Austin. Goldberg's about to pick Austin up for a jackhammer. But out come the rude dudes. Out come DDP and they even up the odds a little bit. But eventually the NWO get the upper hand after the savage animals come down and help the outsiders. This is just interferences, run-ins, everything. Matches, match being restart a few times. This is crazy. Um, DDP and Edge start brawling up the ramp. The Roo dudes are out there. Oh, hang on, I lost my spot. Sorry. Um, Savage Animals come down, help the outsiders. They lay out the Roo dudes. DDP gets thrown off the stage by Edge. Now the entire NWO is laying the boots to Austin. McMahon says it's not fair the amount of interference is happening. So in the interest of fairness, lower the cell. That's right, we saw a cell earlier tonight. Down comes the Hell in a Cell. I guess this match is now a Hell in a Cell match. What the hell is going on? That is the Hell in, uh, hell in a Cell we saw earlier tonight. Impromptu Hell in a Cell match. Austin is trapped in the cell with the entire NWO. Three to four minutes of the entire NWO beating down Austin. Finally, DDP and the Rude Dudes are back. Oh, hang on. <coughs> and and they are... Oh, sorry. Finally, DDP and the Rude Dudes are back, but they are at a standstill as the cell door is padlocked. All of a sudden, out comes Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger. They join DDP and the Rude Dudes standing by the cell door. The entire NWO is staring and laughing at the baby faces because they can't get in. All of a sudden, out comes Ken Shamrock. You knew he wasn't going to take that laying down from Goldberg. Shamrock looks like he's snapped. He says, get out of my way. The baby faces part. Shamrock walks up to the door and rips it right off its hinges. The baby faces get in the cell. The rude dudes and the de- the outsiders fight their way out of the cell into the crowd. Ventura and Schwarzenegger and the si- savage animals brawl back up the ramp. Edge and DDP brawl into the ringside area. DDP's chasing Edge everywhere. Edge tries to run away and climbs up the cell. DDP chases him. DDP's halfway up the cell and about to climb on top, but Edge stomps on DDP's fingers DDP flies off of the cell through the Spanish announce table. He took a huge Shawn Michaels-style bump from Bad Blood 97 in the first cell match. And, yeah, DDP's gone through the Spanish announce table. Back in the ring, Shamrock hits a huge belly-to-belly on Shawn Michaels. Belly-to-belly on Goldberg. Belly-to-belly on Vince McMahon. Goldberg gets up, but turns into a huge stunner from Austin. McMahon's on the ground, but he refuses to count the pin. Shamrock puts McMahon in the ankle lock. McMahon's screaming. He's about to tap. He taps once. He taps twice. He taps a third time. 
the bell rings. Commentators realize that technically each tap McMahon made counted as a pinfall count because he is the referee. Austin is going to Starcade. Austin wins. Shamrock leaves. That was the Russo match. <laughs> Digest any of that. Listen, bro. I think you've successfully passed Russo time. <laughs> we had a million run-ins. We had a match get start restarted like three times. I say random... that's more of a Kevin Dunn thing these days. <laughs> that's true too. Uh, the Hell in a Cell match. Time, yeah. yeah, a Hell in a Cell match for no reason. A Hell in a Cell match featuring someone taking a bump off of the cell who wasn't even in the match. That's Russo, bruh. Check out Canyon jumping off the triple cage in WCW. He wasn't even in that match. <laughs> because he's good. Canyon was the best. Um, all right, so the aftermath of this match, it's official Austin versus Michaels at Starcade. Probably the most obvious match I was going to have on my card. Austin celebrating in the ring, but Vince McMahon hobbles up. He gets in the face of Austin. You ruined it. You ruined it, Austin. Michael sneaks back in and super kick to the back of Austin's head. Vince has the mic. He's about to talk, but Goldberg grabs the mic and says, Shamrock, Shamrock, Starcade, you're next. Vince makes it. Official Ken Shamrock versus Goldberg at Starcade. Any st- stipulations you want, Mr. Goldberg? Goldberg says, I want to beat him at his own game. Lions Den match. Goldberg versus Ken Shamrock in a Lions Den match at Starcade. Shamrock runs down and accepts. But he gets jumped by the Outsiders and Edge, who have somehow survived their attacks. All five men beat down Austin and Shamrock. Vince says at Starcade, Austin, there's no chance in hell you walk out as world heavyweight champion. And the credits start to roll, that's right. Of course it does. Cowbell, baby. This month's credit song is by the Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. The credits fade out, but the song continues. We see a dark room, the ultimate warrior. The executioner, Farouk, and boss man walk into the room with Paul Bearer. We see the silhouette of a large cloaked man on a concrete throne with an even larger silhouette of a man standing next to him. Barris says, All of the pieces are in play. The cloaked man says, A new era of darkness arrives in the city of angels. And we fade to black to end this super long pay-per-view. 
And that is the end of Clash of the Champions. Someone is showing up at Starcade. Yes, I wonder whom. <laughs> Very well done, sir. Uh, excellent job. Thank you. <laughs> um, should I try to run off my ramshamble of a show? Go for it, man. Okay, so we have WWF Extra Survivor Series. Suppose I can't do that anymore. Thanks. <laughs> now you can borrow him just to announce your pay-per-view titles. Oh, like they still do with the recap packages of past events? Yeah, you can... Um, Maybe you've just got him saying the pay-per-views on tape somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so we're coming to you live from the Bell Centre in the beautiful province of Quebec. That's right. Yes, keen for this. <laughs> it is Montreal. Oh, boy. You want Sean for the night? You can have him for the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. Because I've told you a number of times, this was the original plan. And I've done so much course correcting that <laughs> this ramb- ramp shamble of a show is pretty much as I had it anyway. <laughs> a ramp shamble. <laughs> My poor promotion. <laughs> uh, let's get started. Uh, so, kickoff, pre show. What the hell do they call it? Kickoff? Yeah, that's what they call it. Kickoff. Yeah, kickoff. Yeah, kickoff show. Sunday of... Night Heat? Back then? That's it. Sunday Night Heat. See, this is why I have notes, people. I'm very forgetful after work. <laughs> we start off with the Jim Anvil open challenge he would have issued on Raw. Again, sorry. <laughs> um, he issues an open challenge to be answered by anyone, and it is answered by returning. World's strongest man, Mark Henry. Hmm, where's he been? (laughs) Yes, indeed. Coming back with a new attitude, taking no prisoners, taking shortcuts, wins in about five minutes. Um, World's strongest slam, wins. Referee goes to lift his arm, lays out the referee and goes, that's what I do. Good. So uh, a a new persona here for uh, the world's most dangerous man as we go into the pay-per-view. Because... And, and I gifted you with the ability to say you have a former WCW champion on your roster. Yeah, well, if you had waited a little longer, you would have been able to say the same. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, kick you off the main show here, we have um, Roddy Piper versus George the Animal Steel. Again, this would have um, been built up on Raw. Uh Piper sort of picking on Animal for his uh, hardcore match, saying he's not hardcore, and George saying that he'll prove it in a normal match here, saying that he'll outlast Piper. And, uh, yeah, ends up doing the job here as he feasts on the phone. Piper goes to uh, run George into the exposed turnbuckle, but George avoids, runs Piper into it, and rolls him up here for the quick win. Very good. Uh, Carrying on from that was... Deborah backstage saying that she's got a mortal a match, but it's happening next. So a mortal run down to the ring with Deborah to face the Bushwhackers. Very good. So we have a mortal again, sort of being a team divided, but still trying to get along as the Bushwhackers win here, licking the heads of fans as they walk up the aisle. 
Yeah, it's a different time. The bushwhackers have to, man. Come on. Of course they do. I'd be angry if they didn't. Following that, a winner must be decided. It is Caitlin versus Alicia Fox. <laughs> because the saga Lenore... continues. <laughs> yes, Lenore had three matches go to no contest. So here we go again. <laughs> Back and forth. Northern Life Suplex counted. Powerbomb counted. Northern Life Suplex counted. Powerbomb. One, two, three. Caitlin wins clean. Yes. Yes, I'll be I'll be doing something there in the uh, the near future, but Caitlin finally getting her pay per view win can finally start moving towards that women's championship. Let's go, Caitlin. Following that, a uh, match that was sort of set up in the tag match last month of Bruno San Martino versus Dusty Rhodes, baby. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, where Bruno had enough of Dusty and just walked out on him, leaving him to the Road Warriors. Yeah. So this one sort of uh, no respect is shown before the match. Both men sort of uh, not liking one another. It spills out to the outside. Both men still brawling, trying to get in the ring. Bruno pushes Dusty down. Dusty trips Bruno. Dusty reaches under the ring, hits Bruno. Cowbell, DQ. So while Bruno wins via DQ, they still brawl after the bell with officials needing to separate both men looking like this might not be the end of things. Crazy. Uh, following that, we're going to the second half of the show. Uh, coming up next month, we have New Year's Revol- Revolution? Resolution? Resol- revolution. It's revolution. God damn it, I was hoping you were going to do Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. So, I so think that's the-, the one I had penciled in. The mashup title would be Starmageddon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, never know. Could happen. There's a few of the B shows that I'm going to change from time to time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so following the um, pay-per-view announcement, I don't have the city or the the venue in front of me. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just begging you. You're going to have to go hard next month, man. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to go hard, man, because I've got so much crap. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, women's champion Brie Bella versus Deborah. Deborah managed to uh, win a match on Raw. I've got noted here. I can't remember against who I had uh, to win this opportunity. So it's a back and forth match. Deborah has um, Kurt Angle in her corner as Jeff sort of um, sulking backstage. Deborah looks to be in trouble as Kurt's music, as um, Jeff's music hits, and he walks down to sort of uh, runs down to sort of try to lend assistance. But as he does, Deborah's distracted, gets rolled up by Bree, who retains. Hmm. Not what you were expecting. Oh no, I definitely didn't think Deborah was going to win. <laughs> The post-match, we see more dissension, including Deborah and uh, Kurt walking away from Jeff, leaving him alone ringside. Good. <laughs> so, uh, following that is match number seven. We have the Hardcore Championship. Antonio Inoki with Inokiism Bull Meccano and Jushin Funder Liger in his corner, taking on Terry Funk with Dory Funk in his corner. 
this is an all-out war hardcore match as there's no DQs. Either side's getting involved. But Liger seems a bit reluctant until Dory hits him with a chair and goes to pull off his mask. Oh, my God, it's Kushin Liger. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is just now an all-out insult on Terry until eventually the ref just weighs it off as a referee stoppage. This is a new side of Liger, and the commentators sound scared. Yes, I love it. Uh, I wish I had my more detailed notes because I have a lot more there, but that's the only thing that came to mind. Um, <laughs> following that is our big main event. We see an intro. Uh, we see a hype package hyping up the DX Express as Hunter's been um, on the road with DX this past month, not attending any shows while they're still in possession of the championships. So we have um, the new age outlaws with the tag belts saying they're much better than the Road Warriors. We have X-Pac holding the light heavyweight championship saying he's, there's no dragon that can stop him. We have China holding the European championship saying nine is better than eighth because she's the ninth wonder of the world. I don't think you know how numbers work. <laughs> nine is greater than eight because she's the ninth wonder of the world. Yeah. I was just going to say, I don't think she understands how rankings work, but I, oh, I love yes. that. Rankings, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that reference, though. Yeah, passing all the way back to the Rumble encounter. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. This is long-term storytelling. You love to see it. Yes, yeah, so a couple of course corrections, but that's what's happened. <laughs> yeah, oh, doesn't matter how you get there, you got there. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike Tyson holding up the Intercontinental Championship, saying Jack Briscoe might have been a champion for a formal national promotion, but I've been a world champion in boxing. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I really want Mike Tyson to have an Intercontinental <laughs> title run. And uh, Triple H holding up the World Championship, saying bread is old news. What's Canada ever done for anyone? That's it. So we have our Survivor Series style match. It is DX. So that's Triple H, I'm Mike Tyson, China, X-Pac, and the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and Road Dog, taking on the team of Bret Hart, the world champ, the IC champ, Jack Briscoe, the European champ, Andre the Giant, the light heavyweight champ, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and the tag team champions, the Road Warriors, uh, Hawk and Animal. Now, even though they're accompanied to the ring by Precious Paul and Gerald Briscoe, the referee waves them both backstage as there's already too many men here. So there are no seconds ringside. Hmm. Trying trying to keep an a eye on what's going on, I think. Yeah, yeah, we need someone to hold rules better in over in WCW. I admire your stickler for the rules over there. The rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, where was I? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, first up is Triple H against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Sort of just poses against him, like flexing, going, oh, yeah, I've got big muscles, and then Sort of pointing at Ricky laughing and that just tags in X-Pac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's heat, brother. <laughs> Xbox works around Ricky, using the neutral corners and the DX corner to his advantage, being a high fly, including a couple wah kicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to. Um, gets the upper hand here, eliminates Ricky. One, two, three, after a small package roll-up. Admittedly, X-Puck did have his feet on the ropes in the DX corner, but the referee didn't see it. So we, mm. so DX are up 5-4, and the light heavyweight champ has been eliminated. Next to Anna is Andre, saying <laughs> he wants his championship back. Points to China, who's tagged in. It's a big, hard-hitting affair. Back and forth, chops, each person running off the rope, trying to stand their ground. But as Andre goes to do it again, shoulder charging China, she sidesteps and dropped, uh, drop kicks Andre, knocking him off his feet outside as the rest of the DX sort of push him over the announce table. And Andre's counted out. The champs are down four to six. You love to see it. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I did forget to mention China fell over and the referee was checking China as the rest of DX pushed Andre over the announce table. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, following that, enters Jack Briscoe. Sort of um, puts on a little boxing stance. Next, says he wants Iron Mike, and Iron just drops off the, <laughs> drops off the apron, and in comes Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy sort of does a bit of... Um, grappling before he um, blind-tagged Road Dog, unknown to uh, Jack. Billy just sort of um, drops kicks Jack. Jack gets up and Billy does the... Uh, um, Road Dog does the uh, shake, rail and roll, drops Jack, puts him in a, um, a uh, sleeper hold, and Jack's out. The champs are down three to six. Oof. Following that, uh, Hawk enters going after Road Dog, wanting their tag titles back. Road Warriors start using quick use of their corner, in and out, in and out. They're going, they're going. Animals not adhering to the ref's count. Four, five, break it up, break it up. That's it. Calls for the bell. Animal is DQ'd, not adhering to the ref's count, and gets himself disqualified. <laughs> Are you going to do this? All right. <laughs> so we have... So all we have left is Hawk and Brett against the champs. Hawk enters and charges DX corner, sort of momentum on his side, knocking everyone off the apron. Goes to take on uh, Road Dog, rolls him up. One, two, no, kicks out. Goes to roll him up again. One, two, kicks out. Goes to roll him up a third time. Reverse, Road Dog, counts. One, two, three. Hawk is eliminated. Caught in his own trap. Rolled up. You're kidding. Are you going to do it? Do it. <laughs> all that is left is Brett. Brett trying to take on all the champs. Enters Triple H. Does the uh, old crotch chop suck it. And then just charges at Brett. Brett goes for the sharpshooter after wearing Triple H down. But DX all run in. The referee calls for him all to exit. And surprisingly, they do. Triple H goes to put Bray in the sharpshooter and 
oh my god, Iron Mike's ringing the bell and the referee calls for the end of the match. DX have won and they run out of the building back onto the DX Express with their championships as Commissioner Jim Barnett comes down to explain what happened. Brett looks pissed and as we go off the air. Is is that and that wasn't for the titles, was it? No, no, they're just in possession of the yeah. titles after last month, after that yeah. um big attack at No Mercy. Yeah. So they're they're just showing up to the pay per view with the titles, beating all the champs, and then fleeing with the titles. Bloody hell! Yeah, no, I loved that pay per view actually. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, come on, Montreal Society Series. I had to do it. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you so much, Alex, for um giving me extra time trying to recover my notes and stuff. Um, I appreciate <laughs> right. it. Uh, sorry, this one's been delayed, humans. Um, about a week, I believe. So apologies for that. But um, it'll be out in your little ear hole shortly. Um. Oh, I suppose we have to do twists, and I've got an extra one coming. Yeah, um, I should also say that every single match for my Starcade has been announced now. Oh, so no. that is the riskiest move I've ever made, because I could pull out a twist that just screws all of that up. Um, so it is twist time, so I should probably... Ah. Ah! <laughs> All right, so I went first. That means you go first. Oh, shit. You got long hair. You got a ponytail. The man bun. Yeah. I got one somewhere <laughs> up there. I just got a top knot. Yeah, well, it's probably <laughs> the longest you've ever seen me here. Yeah, I know. That's why I was surprised. All right, you're up. Oh, what does Eliza want? Two-month injury. That can count as one of your bad ones. No, no, that's the first one. That's the normal one. All right. Yeah, see, Alex? Jeez. Yeah, Thunder's gone full, full bloody caveman at the moment. I love it. Yeah, going full bush ranger. Yeah, you love to see it. <laughs> uh, two month injury. You do have someone with an injury at the moment. Yeah, good old uh, Pat O'Connor. But that'll time out for the rumble for him. This one's going to miss the rumble. I don't think he had much of a chance of being in it. Oh, uh, that one's a bit unfair. Redraw. You sure? Yeah, well, I'm not using him as a wrestler, remember? Yeah. It'd be like if you drew out um Jim Ross. I don't think Jim Ross <laughs> is going to be doing that. So uh, just for transparency, Alex drew out uh, Jim Barnett for myself there. <laughs> yes. Uh, were champions exempt from injuries? Uh, champs were exempt from trades and injuries, I think. Yeah, I thought they were exempt from injuries, so that goes back in. Okay. That was animal. Okay. So. Oh, that's all right. I can use that. Oh, no. That's probably worse. 
That's okay. I can't help but feel like she was getting heated up. Caitlin is injured for two months. I can use my backup plan. Very good. All right. My turn for a little twisty-wisty. Boring. I got a free say. agent. Uh, Already got a loaded roster. Oh, that'll be interesting. I've immediately got an idea. Okay. He did have another gimmick. Yes. A very spooky gimmick. I suppose. In a way. (laughs) All right. So one more twist for you. Yeah, one more for me. Uh, this is my uh, penalty. Yes. Have you had a wellness violation before? Oh, shit. <laughs> Somebody's going to get in trouble. Now, remember, yeah, you haven't problem. had one before, have you? No one has. Uh, I had one for one month with Kurt Hennig. No, no. You keep saying that. That was just an injury. No, he got injured once and then he got suspended once. I no, swear. he got injured, injured twice for one month. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, well, that's a shame. <laughs> My God, the... The universe really doesn't want you to have tag champs, but they're exempt from wellness violations, aren't they? No. Oh. Wellness ones count for everyone, remember, because it's free strikes. Hawk. Yep. Hawk for one month. That means he misses a month too. Oh, no. I hate how cruelly ironic that is. Yeah. That's all right. I, I put him in a big match. I can just um, say that he was injured and... Use it to uh, DX's advantage. Yes. Now. Yes, sir. I suppose that it's everything for twists, is it? Yes. I just need to figure out why I'm an idiot and drew out my free agent and put it back in the free agent pile. That's right. I need to find it all over again. That's right. I don't know who it is. But, um, oh, you need to let the humans know about the uh, extra curriculum. Curriculum, curricula. Yes, the the extracurricular activity going on after next month's pay per view, which is the big end of fantasy year pay per view for both you and I. I was referring to the other thing you put up on Instagram. Oh yes, yes, I've uh, started creating a very limited Photoshop skill, but I 
created some pay-per-view posters for our Halloween Havoc and No Mercy pay-per-views. And there will be one, by the time you hear this, there will be one for each of our Survivor Series and uh, Clash of the Champions shows, which will be themed as VHS video covers. (laughs) Uh, Particularly very 90s, like, sort of graphics, hence sort of it gives me a bit of leeway to kind of suck a little <laughs> if i just say it's it's a 90s aesthetic um but with that being said uh where can the good humans find you you can find me at fruity as alex on facebook oh no don't find me on <laughs> facebook i always do that um, you can find me at fruity as alex on instagram and twitter hit me up there you can find us at WrestleOzStyle on Instagram and Twitter with an AUS, of course. I've been posting a little bit more frequently on our Instagram and our Twitter, actually. And you search us up on Facebook, Wrestling WrestlingOzStyle with an AUS. And you can find Chris at... At I am Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling WrestlingOzStyle archive for free on uh, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. <laughs>